0: If you're looking for a podcast to give you a rundown of the peak dates for leaf watching to up and down the East
1: Coast. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. I was. It's like starting here. It's It won't be, you know, for a while, but it's starting. I took a picture of a turned leaf this afternoon. It's really pretty. Hi. This, however, <laughs> is
0: not that podcast. No, it's not. This is, however, comedy. Tragedy. Marriage. Marriage. Welcome to Comedy Tragedy Marriage, the podcast where a longtime married couple gets together each week, taking turns selecting a movie, TV show, or documentary to watch. We watch it together, and then we sit down and discuss it together about why we liked it, loved it, or loved it. I am Stan the Movie Man. I review films at standthemovieman.com And surprise of surprises, I actually reviewed a movie this week. Woohoo! It is a, a, a small film that may not be playing everywhere. It's called Bottoms. We may talk about more uh, more about that later on. You but you can check out my review at standthemovieman.com You can also check out my video review on YouTube. Uh, I don't have a uh, specific URL since I don't have enough followers or views, but just search Stan the Movie Man uh, and and look for the most recent video uh, on YouTube. Uh...
1: Threads, spout, spout threads. Oh, yeah. Uh, all you those on, twit you. yeah. You can follow me on... things. Thank you. You
0: follow me on x slash Twitter at Movie Man Stan. Follow me on threads and spoutable at stan the movie man you can also follow the podcast on x slash twitter at ct marriage if you have a question or a suggestion for a movie you'd like us to watch send that to comedy tragedy marriage at gmail.com joining me as always uh is my other half
1: <sighs> so worried Maud the so worried broad yeah. Yeah. Worried.
0: Yeah. Uh it was your choice this week, so why don't you tell us what we watched?
1: It was. Um, it was my choice. And I chose something that's kind of been in the back of my mind for a little while, thinking, hmm, looks intriguing. Um, so we watched the 2022. Um it's it's described as a psychological thriller. Um Directed by Olivia Wilde, it's called Don't Worry, Darling. Um, it was in theaters to begin with. We streamed it on Netflix um, for free um, well, because we I mean, have aside it. Aside from
0: paying for it.
1: But, well, yeah. we, we pay for the thing, but yeah. it, no commercials interrupted It's what right. I'm saying. But anyway, um, the movie starred um, Florence Pugh... Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde, who also directed the film. This was not her first directing rodeo, um, but it's still earlier in her directorial life.
0: I think it's only like maybe her second feature. I think so.
1: Um, Gemma Chan, Kiki Lane, Nick Kroll, and rounding out the cast is Chris Pine as a dude named Frank. Um, The film was written by um katie silberman it was apparently based on a spec script by silberman also carrie van dyke and shane van dyke Um, it follows a a kind of an ensemble cast uh, but predominantly um, florence Pugh's character alice um, living in this like idealized community out in the desert it's very Mad Men looking it's it's the era is late 50s early 60s from best we can tell from the fashion and the cars and the architecture um, and the soundtrack which alone is worth the price of admission as far as I'm concerned because the music in this movie is just um, very well selected and very mm. representative of the era um, Florence Pugh's character Alice um, is um going along with her husband Harry Styles, and um, he was originally supposed to be Shia LaBeouf, but Shia LaBeouf, for whatever reason, didn't Shia in this film, so Harry Harry. He got leboofed. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if he boofed out or if they boofed him. Well, that's
0: part of the controversy that we'll get
1: to. Yeah, later. there's a whole bunch of ish associated with this movie, which I, you know, some of which I don't really get, and most of it I don't get because I just don't follow stuff like this very much. So Stan picked the wrong partner for this podcast, but <laughs> here we go. Um, anyway. It's not
0: about what happened around the movie, it is about the movie.
1: It is, well, and some of it is about what happened well, around the movie. I mean,
0: the podcast is about
1: the oh, movie. Oh, no, 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 yeah, right. Um, anyway, I don't know where I was going. Um, Harry uh,
0: Styles, Florence Pugh, married.
1: Yeah, they're married. They they seem to be like newlyweds, maybe.
0: They're they're quite on each other. He's, all the time.
1: As Leanne Morgan would say, he's still tickled with her. He's just so tickled yes, with her. Yes, and her
0: enjoys tickling her.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Um yes, in yes,
0: various ways.
1: Yes. Um so anyway, there there's like this group of couples living on, you know, a street or a cul-de-sac it's or cul-de-sac, um yeah. and they they like hang out. In fact, the opening scene of the movie is where our principal cast of characters is um, having a dinner party at one of their houses, and there's like music and dancing, and everybody's drinking. having a great time drinking. Um, everybody's having a great time. Um, there are little flashes that we see um, throughout the film that um, Florence Pugh's character Alice is experiencing, and we we don't know what's up with her. We don't know what's up with the little flashes. Um, and, frankly, some of it is, like, maybe high art symbolism or something. Some of it doesn't make any sense to me um, at all the, <coughs> excuse me, all the little Marilyn Monroe platinum blondes. Actually, it's more like Jean Harlow. Um, all, there's, like, a chorus line of Jean Harlow clones. Like showgirls. Showgirls, yeah, um, that we see just flashing periodically throughout the film. Mm -hmm. I don't really get the symbolism of that at all.
0: I would say what I think it is, but I don't want to spoil anything.
1: Yeah, it's a relatively... Because we're not going
0: to spoil the movie.
1: No, it's a relatively new movie. We're not going to spoil it. Um, Suffice it to say that all is not what it seems. Um, The husbands all get in their really slick, um, of-the-era automobiles, and drive out to work in the desert every day, leaving their wives to um, take yoga and take ballet and make the beds and fix the dinners and, and clean, do, the house. clean the house and do all of the... Um, homemaking things that 50s and 60s homemakers I hate the word housewife but that's that's what they would have been called Um, but they they're doing all the homemaking keeping the home fires burning stuff while their big strong men go out and earn the living and bring home the bacon every day so the women can fry it up in the pan Um, they live in a place and their husbands work on something called the victory project None of the wives really knows what their husbands do. They just, they go to work every day, mm-hmm. and then they come home, and they don't talk about their jobs. Um, Frank, played by Chris Pine, is the um, pioneer, driving force, founder of the Victory Project, and he is he is something of a very charismatic um, character. He's... Um, not Svengali is not the right word but he's he's um he's very like there are radio addresses from him every day that the women all tune into it's like a
0: cult leader
1: yeah kind of sorta
0: i mean those kinds of radio addresses where he's continuously pounding the message of victory and and uh, seeking your full potential and all that stuff. yeah very motivational sort of like Jim Jones almost in yeah. in his in his speeches
1: it's kind of sorta of, um less less about God and more about your own human potential and this the, the the worthwhileness of the project and how the project is is going to elevate all of everybody um and you know that kind of thing he's he's very much a uh, charismatic. Um, everybody wants to make Frank happy.
0: Yes, Frank is is the <clears throat> leader that must be pleased; otherwise, you could be taken out off the project immediately.
1: Ejected. Yes. Ejected from the community. Mm-hmm. Um, the community itself seems to have edges, like. They don't want you to go too far into the community. Well, they, they
0: don't want you to go into the desert towards where the men go to work.
1: The Yeah, the headquarters, yes. which is a kind of like a space pod-looking sort of...
0: It's like a round dome-shaped building on top of a, of a small mountain.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, the women don't go there. And the there's a trolley um, that, you know takes takes people takes women the women to you know do their shopping or do whatever it is that they need to do but it has a very specific route that it follows and it only goes so far Mm -hmm. um a pivotal point happens when um alice has decided to take a break from her day take a ride on the trolley and she notices and the driver notices that she's the last one left she looks out the window and sees a plane about to crash and then hears it crash. And she's like, oh, my God, did you not just see what happened? I'm going to sneeze. I'm sorry.
0: Bless Excuse me. Goodness gracious. That was that large baby. and
1: sneaky. Um, anyway, she sees this plane wreck happen. And the trolley driver is just like nothing to see here. Let's just—I don't drive over that way. That's right. I can't we don't go, go that the, way. We don't go there. Um, she decides. Well, you know, um, I'm not having this. This is this is very bad. What has happened? So she gets off the trolley and takes off running, and things get weird and um, proceed to get more weird Mm -hmm. and we see more little flashes of weird Mm -hmm. and um, again not to spoil but all is not what is what it seems Mm -hmm. in this community Mm -hmm. so in fact you and i both thought there's there's i suspect something is happening here
0: yes uh as a matter of fact i told you not long into the movie Mm -hmm. because i was Aware of the look of the <clears throat> film and
1: it was too and, perfect,
0: and all of this, and it, the colors are very saturated in mm. the community. Um, it's all very uh primary or day glow or uh bright, like, cheerful, yes,
1: very Stepford and creepy,
0: yes. Um, uh, which was a comparison that was made for this film that it was Stepford like, like Stepford wise, um, uh, but. It isn't that exactly, um, and I said to you, "There's a twist coming." Obviously, yeah. at least obviously to me, that this this whole community is not what it appears. Yeah. Are now my thinking was, are they in some sort of ex- psychological experiment, or are they uh, being? Observed by aliens? Um, quantum
1: quantum physics alternate reality kind could of thing? Be some, yeah, could time it be travel? some sort of time
0: loop are they all,
1: issue? Are they all dead and they is don't this, know they're dead?
0: Yeah, is this some some sort of purgatory where they're waiting to move on or are they are going to be trapped here forever? Uh, and I knew something was not as it appeared
1: and then maybe 20 minutes later i'm like i bet this isn't even blah 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 and you're like that's what i kind of what i'm thinking mm-hmm. and um blah blah blah, um, blah 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 blah
0: blah 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 blah
1: so and again we're not going to spoil anything
0: and and it gets progressively weirder and weirder as the story goes along there are
1: more flashes of strangeness yes um and there's a there's a neighbor named margaret yes who um we don't meet right away no she's she's away because she's not well
0: she's referred to as not well The the community doctor has prescribed her pills but she refuses to take them um And she does something very, very drastic because she has walked out into the desert uh, with her son. And while she was found, the son was gone. Yeah. And she believes victory took her son and is doing who knows what with him. Yeah. Uh, But everybody else thinks she's killed the boy and... Um, and buried him in the desert or or, left him there for the yeah got for the buzzards and stuff although we never see any wildlife of any kind no
1: we don't we don't see any domestic pets either do we no
0: we don't um and there's there are little flashes within the movie of things that if you don't know to look for them don't stick out.
1: No, you brought one of those to my attention, and we backed it up twenty or thirty seconds because I'm like, "You're like, did you see that?" And I'm like, "What?" And well, there and was I, I hadn't seen it.
0: That there was that, but then there's something else that happens that then is comes back later on um, at the uh, very uh, tense dinner party with Frank at their home with uh, with at, at uh, Alice and. Uh, her Harry's home. Harry's home. Harry well, style. Harry. That's not his character name, but uh, Harry
1: Shia Boothless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: uh, anyway, there there's something that that is that is said that then gets brought back up at that. It's dinner a callback, yeah. And um, so there are there are there are clues. Throughout the film uh, Some of them are very subtle And you wouldn't know it Unless you're looking for it mm-hmm. And others are like Just weird mm-hmm. uh, Like that one I pointed out to you Where we had to back it up Yeah um, That was trippy And um, there, there are other things That occur Like um, Alice is cleaning The wall of windows In her house Mm-hmm when she is mashed against the wall, mashed against the windows. Yeah, it's
1: like the wall's closing. The in. wall
0: behind her is pushing her up against that window. wall of glass, yeah. It's like it's like the it's gonna squeeze her like a vice. And then she comes out of it and like the wall's where it's supposed to be. hmm There's no reason for it to have happened. Um so that's you know that's how she feels she feels under this immense pressure Um, and uh, there's another thing where she wraps her head in Saran wrap just out of the blue she's she's putting leftovers or uh, future meals away and she's putting Saran wrap over the meals and then she just starts wrapping her head in Saran wrap and like she's almost like she's trying to kill herself
1: yeah but almost also like she's not quite in control of what her arms are doing
0: yes And um, there are a couple of other instances along that line. So, clearly, things are not as they appear. Whether that means for the entirety of Victory, or just for this character. Is it
1: just Alice? Yeah. Uh,
0: And the answer, as it turns out, is both.
1: Very trippy.
0: Um, And... You know, when this movie came out, I wanted to see it, but I never got around to it. Um, Other
1: things were more of a priority. Well,
0: I don't know about that. More things were just ones out, stuff I wanted to see.
1: Yeah, well, that's a priority for you.
0: And then uh, there was all this, um, these rumors and this negative press about, um about Trouble on the Set and the replacement of uh, Sherry, uh, Shia LaBeouf for <laughs> Sherry. 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 Which could be on the soundtrack, for all I know. Yeah. But uh, Shia LaBeouf with Harry Styles, who was in a relationship with, with Olivia Wilde at, Wilde at the, the time.
1: time. Who's in the movie and directed the movie.
0: Yes. Um, and there was uh, some, you know was he really a good enough actor to be in this gi- It's not a giant production, 35 million dollar budget. But um this thing when it was being promoted initially was a uh, possible Oscar bait. It was thought that this may play heavily into
1: the Oscar the, race the Oscar
0: race the next year.
1: Interesting. Or
0: this year? And um, it, and then it came out and the reviews weren't good. Um, In middling, some cases,
1: they were like really kind of not good. Yeah.
0: And uh, it was like, well, what happened? Because this thing went from one of the most, uh, you know, expected uh, movies of the year. Highly touted. To all of a sudden being this...
1: Yeah.
0: kind of movie.
1: And in some circles meh was kind.
0: Yeah uh, so you selected it for this week I hadn't seen it at all. Me I just, neither. I just knew the um, um, you know the scuttlebutt that was going around some of which may or may not be true actually most of it's probably not true. But... um,
1: On-set drama.
0: Yes. uh, Specifically between Wilde and uh, Florence Pugh. uh, That it got to the point where, allegedly, uh, Pugh wanted to have as little interaction with Wilde as she could get away with.
1: Which is not good for a relationship with a lead actor and a director.
0: Right. And... And then they start doing press for it, like at the film festivals, like Cannes and, and others, and Pew's nowhere to be seen, which was weird. Yeah. And and then there was the whole thing, which turned out to just be just complete garbage.
1: A big bag of nothing. Uh,
0: When it was thought, Harry Styles spat in the lap of Chris Pine. They were sitting next to each other and there was, uh, he made some, he leaned over or something like that and then Pine immediately looked down into his lap. So, people were going, did did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? Jeez. And it was he didn't. And both men said, no, it's not, that's not what happened at all. It Ew. Was, um, and... And then the thing with Pugh and uh, Wilde, and then the Shia LaBeouf being fired, LaBeouf, however it's supposed to be pronounced, uh, being fired, um, or did he quit? Did he go off to do something else? Was it his choice to leave? Uh, There were some text messages released on his end uh, from Wilde saying... um, I'm not ready to give up on you yet, and perhaps this is the wake-up call Miss Flo needs. Which makes it sound like that uh, Florence Pugh was the problem. Huh. But she keep, but uh, Wilde kept saying, No, no, no. No, no, no. I fired him. He didn't leave of his own choosing. He just was not delivering what we needed. And when when LaBeouf Booth was asked about that, he said it is what it is. So,
1: Which means basically nothing.
0: Right. And the the whole issue between Pew and, and Wild was basically misogynistic tabloid rumors because these two women in a movie written by another woman, uh, there, there's got to be some catfighting because these two women cannot, you, you can't have two women in that sort of prestigious power yeah. positions that lead star and your your uh, director, director they they're, they they're can't have possibly to, get along they, yeah they can't like each other they have to you know be trying to establish <laughs> yes so this movie was doomed before it came out um
1: well there is the school of thought that says all publicity is good publicity there's the other school of thought that says maybe not so much
0: (laughs) well you know it won its opening weekend yeah yeah at the box office um and it did not earn three times its budget back but it earned earned more
1: than twice
0: a decent amount um and, of course, there's sales to, you know, streaming, streaming platforms yeah. and, and also um, people who buy it or rent it on said streaming platforms. So, you know.
1: So it's going to do okay financially. It, it
0: may break even. Um, but the question is, is this movie any good? And I enjoyed it. I did too. I I I liked that it, you know, it gave me little hints that things were not what they appeared. Mm-hmm. Um, and the um, I don't know about you, but the the sexual chemistry between Pew and Styles was off the hook.
1: Seemed pretty. They liked each they, other, and, and they're both gorgeous human yes, beings. Yes, they're both okay, very attractive.
0: So. But quite frankly, she is just stunning. And um, uh, it, they, when when they were together, and when things were "quote unquote" good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they were just impossible not to watch, and like yeah. when they're with all their friends and they're having a good time and laughing and drinking and singing or whatever. Um, it's a very appealing couple amongst a bunch of other mostly appealing yeah. couples. Uh, but they're the ones you pay attention to. Um, so and they have two really kind of hot sex scenes with zero nudity yeah
1: it's it's suggestive it's not like we don't see boobies we don't see no
0: no butt, no no. there's
1: no there's no nudity but um what's
0: happening is
1: pretty obvious it's it's like a scene in black swan that you described to me it's like you don't see anything but it is graphic
0: yeah well, yes, it's also one of the sexiest things I'd ever seen.
1: Yeah, well, in and... A,
0: in a movie that didn't have any nudity in
1: it. Yeah, and this, I'm thinking of one particular scene between... The first one? Yes. Yes. It's like, holy crap, is that happening? <laughs> and it, Big Fat was, and there was no nudity to be had, mm-hmm. and it was steaming hot.
0: Yes, it was.
1: So this movie's not for the kids, folks. No, it no. Isn't.
0: Um... But there's... Uh, and there are some grown-ups
1: who say that it's not for grown-ups either. Eh, but, well, eh. they,
0: we don't pay attention to them. Uh, but I enjoyed the movie because it kept me guessing. I did not know what was happening really until near the very end.
1: And the ending. While it is not... it, This is not a movie that ties things up in a neat, tidy little bow. And usually that really cheeses me off mm-hmm. when that happens. Mm-hmm. I think that in this particular film, it kind of works.
0: I don't think the the reveal of what is happening was quite as powerful as, as it I could would have, been. have liked. Yeah. Um, now, it is... They could
1: have made more with that, yes. It is
0: still very troubling mm-hmm. because... I'll just say one of the couple is not involved in this willingly. Um, That person is being forced to engage in this lifestyle where they have had to essentially be brainwashed into believing that what is happening around them is real.
1: Yeah. The Victory Project, the Victory Project is is actually an an insidious creepy thing.
0: Yes. And it's so when we get when we go to the aha moment yeah. where uh this is what it is. It just, I don't think, delivered the kind of punch I wanted.
1: It could have been stronger, yes. I Um,
0: agree. You know, had it been some sort of insidious government plot, or aliens, as I mentioned before, which seems unlikely, or even just a, a, a rogue mental hospital that was trying a new treatment and that got out of hand. Yeah,
1: alternate universe quantum time travel weirdness I mean it could have been any number of scenarios yes
0: and we're sort of spoiling it by saying it's none of them but I just it just did not give me a payoff like I wanted
1: I'm sorry I
0: wanted it to be like a a a real punch punch in the the brain and like no it wasn't it really wasn't
1: well because we had both kind of figured out sort of like not the logistics of it, but we had figured out what it was. We just didn't figure out exactly how what it was. It yeah. was how it how it was what it was.
0: Yeah, and I overall I enjoyed it. And when things start getting tense near the end, uh, where she is fighting against the control, um, it was like, oh, okay, this is there are some. Some possible repercussions yeah. for her expressing herself, just like um, there were repercussions for Margaret uh, and her husband when she, you know, went off started, into the desert with her kid. Well, and after that, yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, the the things that happened that she did after that, um, where they just disappeared from the community. Um, And they said it was because Margaret required more attention and help than they could provide, so that meant that her husband couldn't be there.
1: More treatment. More treatment.
0: So it's, you know, it, it felt a little bit like a letdown when you finally figure, when they finally show you what it is. But still, you know... Sony and PlayStation have come out with their uh, um, PlayStation VR 2 headset, which is supposed to be an improvement over the original, uh, where you can be immersed in the worlds of their various video games. Oh, Lord. There's... I don't want one. Uh, I don't play with the PlayStation as it is enough to justify even having it. Uh, Sell it. Sell it. No, I'm not going to do that. Fine. Um, their... Um, you know, there are other uh, augmented reality and virtual reality headsets uh, that can put you in a world that isn't quite as uh, detailed as what we see um, in in some of the, uh, you know, the things we've been shown of what it will become, you know, but... I think it's coming that you're eventually not going to be able to tell the difference. And once we cross that line, are there people who are going to become addicted to their virtual life and never want to not have the headset on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you remember, oh, maybe you don't remember this, but when Avatar, the first Avatar came out, Uh, It was such a beautiful world with these plants and these weird animals and...
1: Blue people.
0: And the tall blue cat people and and all of that. There were people who had Avatar depression. Because they had seen the movie multiple times. And they wanted to go live on Pandora.
1: Okay. And...
0: uh, you know whether that was just one of those Buzzfeed kind of articles, or whether there was a legitimate thing feeling of depression in people who did not want to live on this world anymore, who wanted to live in that pretty world on Pandora. Uh, I don't know. I can't tell, but uh, I can imagine that when eventually VR becomes as photorealistic. As those two Avatar movies are. There are going to be people who become addicted and just stay in their seat. And We find
1: them starved to death, welded to their couch, and their cats have eaten them.
0: Words to that effect, yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there's going to be some very ill, mentally ill people once we cross that threshold.
1: Yeah, that's what we need to have happen is more of that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know... This world in Don't Worry Darling is a... It it looks like a perfectly wonderful place to live. Um, it's and, beautiful to look at. Until you realize it isn't real. And I've probably spoiled the twist. But anyway. Um, so, I... You know. I just really... I, I'm just saying the same thing over again. The ending didn't wasn't as profound as I wanted. The
1: reveal wasn't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It could have been, um, and should have been much stronger, um, smack you upside the face. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. This kind of, and it kind of really fell short of that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Well, what rating would you give? Um,
1: Um, Don't worry, darling. I'm going to give it a four. I Uh, mean, it was entertaining. mm -hmm. It was stunningly gorgeous to look at, from Mm -hmm. the cast to the costumes to the The houses and the furniture, the cars. Um, Everything about it was visually beautiful.
0: Even that sort of desolate, um, like landscape out, uh, Yeah,
1: out in the salt flats.
0: Uh it it was it was gorgeous. Very pretty. Never a cloudy day in Victory.
1: Oh no. <laughs> and the soundtrack to this film is stellar.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Especially if you like oldies. Yeah. Um I would agree it is a four. Yeah. Um uh, the ending or the reveal sort of fell a little flat was was a little weak but otherwise i don't know why what people were complaining about as far as this movie goes back when it first came out
1: the wikipedia page says that it's a 38 percent on rotten tomatoes i'm like holy crap you people are cruel and mean (laughs) it's not that bad Uh, i mean we're watching it i'm okay when i chose it you said that you had heard that it was a pile of dog excrement issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we're, you know, watching it and I'm like, it doesn't seem like a pile of dog poop to me. And um, you're like, it doesn't seem like do- dog poop to me either.
0: So it got a 48 on Metacritic as well as that 38 from Rotten Tomatoes. And
1: Metacritic is usually way tougher than Rotten Tomatoes is. I mean, the scores are usually lower
0: yeah, but uh, well, anyway, uh an audiences poll by Cinema Score gave the film an average grade of b minus, so not much lower than what we gave it that would be yeah a, solid a solid
1: b from me the th-
0: three and a half from CinemaScore and yeah. a four from us um. And critics praised Pugh's performance, the cinematography and the visual style, but found the overall film to be unsatisfying. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes reported that Styles had a, quote, debatably entertaining turn, unquote. And that the, and that reaction to the third act was divided, which I think is what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but I think it's well worth the two <coughs> hours. Excuse me. Um, Was it two hours? Yeah, two hours and three minutes if you say to the very end of the. Uh, it didn't
1: seem that long. It did not. It did not.
0: Um, so. So, uh, you know. Actually,
1: I'm going to amend my rating. I'm going to bump it up to four and a half because of that soundtrack and because of how pretty it is.
0: Well, I'm going to stay at a four.
1: Mostly the soundtrack.
0: Yeah. Um, and Chris Pine. He really chose some scenery
1: in this one. He seemed to relish playing a smarmy guy cuz he's usually
0: not smarmy. No, not usually, but he's he is what you he's the closest thing to a villain this movie has. Mhm. Um and he he's selling everybody a bill of goods, but he believes in that bill of goods wholeheartedly
1: often they do
0: um and he he knows he has everybody under his thumb he knows everybody wants to please him mhm and uh, there's one scene where he gives harry styles character a promotion mhm and then he tells harry to dance so Harry's tap dancing.
1: Yeah, it's like and it's, dance for me, puppet.
0: Yeah, and he does this. He's he do he does these spins, and it's almost like he's dancing himself into exhaustion. Like he's gonna dance himself to death because Frank played, mm-hmm. who is Chris Pine, tells him to, and that's the only reason.
1: Well, and it's again. To me, it smacked a little bit of that scene where um, Alice is wrapping her head in saran wrap and, mm-hmm. and it's almost like she doesn't have control of her arms. Um, the dancing scene kind of struck me that same way too. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm dancing myself into a froth and I, I, can't, I can't control it. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't quite have full control of my body. Mm.
0: I really want to spoil this movie. Don't, in. but uh, that lack of control will make sense. Yeah. Uh, once the reveal mm-hmm. comes out, uh, but it's I I I like the movie. I
1: liked it too, and um, I did not think that it was dog poop. And um, I think that some of the people who were doing the ratings and the you know cri- commentary and critique and all of that were a little mean little harsh
0: a little harsh a little harsh and and i I also have to wonder if all of that uh rumor and innuendo that was going around about the production maybe
1: affected maybe
0: had you know cut into the rating maybe but you know normally critics real critics don't buy into a lot of that yeah um or at least in my experience don't. don't
1: give me the drama just let me see the thing and i'll I'll no, judge for myself right. on, so, the mer- on its merits. I,
0: I I hope that wasn't a deciding factor in some of the lower uh, reviews, but I thought it was entertaining, interesting. It was uh, good. Beautiful. Um, Terry Styles and Florence Pugh are
1: banging c- hot.
0: Combustibly hot. Yeah. And uh, I liked it. So, four from me, four and a half from Maude. What else have you been watching, reading, uh, listening to, whatever?
1: Okay, so I watched the 1999 ABC miniseries written by Stephen King um, called Storm of the Century. Now, in a departure from how these things usually go, um, the TV thing, screenplay and production wasn't a book first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a there's a book after, mm-hmm. uh, which I would like to read now. But Stephen King actually wrote the screenplay. It was um, a three part thing, um, starred Timothy Daly, Deborah Farentino, um, Colm Fiore, and um, a large cast of, of other people. Um, it takes place on a little island off the coast of Maine. They're um, getting ready. They're batting down the hatch, hatches and hunkering down for the storm of the century. Snow, um, sea surges and, you know, a lot heavy of winds. heavy winds and, and, you know, brutal cold. And, and they're expecting, um, you know, to there's it's going to be a very damaging, dangerous storm. Um, and some other stuff. And it turns out that the other stuff is um, way more uh, perilous than the weather. That's right. Um, And I'll just, I'll leave it there again. It's from 1999. I streamed it on Hulu, binged the whole thing in like an evening, um, really, really enjoyed it. And now I'm thinking, why have I not been reading Stephen King all these years? So... Um, and now I want to read the book um, that came out of this um, mini series.
0: Yes. Um, I had never seen this either. Nope. And you watched maybe the first...
1: 20, 30 minutes? Yeah.
0: And... No more than 30. And I came down, and because um, I've been working on something else, and uh, we watched the rest of it together. And mm-hmm. I was familiar enough with the story to where I didn't need to... Need you to start it over again because (laughs) I listened to uh,
1: last podcast on the left.
0: No, uh, it's a Stephen King podcast. Um, and very nice, uh, they they have talked about the storm of the century quite good on uh, previous episodes. And that podcast is called Looking It Up Right Now. Why can't I? Oh, it's called The King Cast. Uh, and they have on a guest, usually, who uh, talks with them about a selected Stephen King work, whether it's the the book or the movie based on the book or, or in this case, the a TV show. book based on a movie right. on a
1: TV thing. Uh,
0: and um, it has its shortcomings from a visual effects point of view, well, but... It... I have to say the model work work is really good is fantastic. Uh, And, you know, they complained about the um, old age makeup on the bad guy. And it was like, I, I don't see it as a problem. I mean, you know, it's, he's supposed to be this wizened uh, character and looks about right to me. Yeah. So, if you haven't seen Storm of the Century and you have Hulu, uh, I don't know where else it might be available this long, this far out. It could be in other places as yeah. well. But if uh, you have uh, the opportunity, I, I suggest you watch it if you're the least bit interested in any Stephen King.
1: I really liked it.
0: Uh, and This is coming from somebody who does not like horror.
1: But it wasn't horror so much as it was just suspenseful psychological mm-hmm. um and trippy yeah so it was just it was really good i liked it okay so um i was so productive over my long holiday weekend. I finished two books that I had started Mm -hmm. and read a third one from start to finish, and that's the one I wanna talk about. It's called Honey, Baby, Mine. It's written by Laura Dern, actor, producer, writer, creative genius, um, and her actor, creative genius mother, Diane Ladd. Diane Ladd was diagnosed with a condition called idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis she was not a smoker she had been exposed to um, dangerous toxic chemicals and it damaged her lungs severely to the point where her doctor gave her like a six to 12 month prognosis you know you're gonna die soon Mm -hmm. so um, in an effort to get her mother get her lungs stronger again Laura Dern started dragging her mother on walks And she said while we do these walks let's talk about all of our stuff and she said mom i want to record these conversations um i would like to have this for my children later Um, and it turned into this book so we've got transcripts of a lot of their conversations that they had on walks they unpack a lot of their baggage and it's beautiful to read Um, there's a lot of humor it's poignant there are tons and tons of candid photos um of both of their careers and um there's even some recipes thrown in so <laughs> now I'm not kidding two that we see for banana pudding and one for grandma Mary's chicken and dumplings which made my eyes roll back in my head it looks so good mm-hmm. um it's a lovely, lovely book. I got mine last May at Parnassus when I was in Nashville. And mine is a signed edition by both Laura Dern and Diane Ladd, which just makes it really special. Um, it's a lovely read. I finished it in less than 24 hours. And, you know, that included a night of sleep mm. in between. So um, really good. Highly recommend.
0: Now, Diane, Diane Ladd? Has passed?
1: No, I think she's still with us. Oh, okay. Um, The walks definitely improved her lung capacity. She was able to um, go back to work. Um, The producers of the thing that she was working on um, were willing to write in an oxygen cannula for her if she needed it during shooting. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, I I believe she's still with us. Um, I will double check that while you talk about what you've been watching.
0: Well, one of the things I was going to talk about was um, was Storm of the Century. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry, and, Well, no, it's fine. And really, the only other thing that I have watched that wasn't with you was A Life Too Short, the Isabella Mardoni case on Netflix. Yeah. It is an hour and 44 minutes.
1: She's still with us. Okay, good. She's 87.
0: Uh, and uh, it is the story of a little girl who... Um fell or was thrown from the sixth floor of the apartment building she lived in with her father and stepmother uh, her her father and her birth mother shared custody and so um there's there's a great deal that isn't known about the events surrounding the death of this little girl yeah she, the apartment that they lived in, there were nets outside the windows to prevent people from, from f-
1: getting chucked overboard or, uh,
0: except the nets could be cut with scissors. Yeah. which seems like a shortcoming. Yeah. Uh, and the net of her apartment window, window yeah. was cut and she was, she either jumped or was Got thrown over. out of, uh, the, the window. And there's, there's uh, drops of blood that were found in the apartment, uh, also in the father and stepmother's car. Uh, there's questions about their story. At first, they somebody said that there was an intruder wearing a black shirt who had thrown the child out of a window. But there's no evidence of any intruder. Mm-hmm um and it, it's just this this on and, and the thing that to me was the most um uh, troubling was the reaction and response of the um uh, of the press this was in brazil
1: yeah and press in other places will smell blood in the water and they will go after it like sharks after chum
0: and they will they will print anything they will report on anything that may be related ch- tangentially or not to what happened in this story and sometimes it's just made up out of whole cloth yeah it's uh it, it's it's the press side of it i found frustrating and then the police investigation part of it i found frustrating as they were making some assumptions um that really had no evidence to support them uh, so while it seems likely that either the stepmother or the father is responsible for the death of this little girl um There's enough doubt that had this been tried, say, in America, Mm -hmm. there's a very good chance they wouldn't have been able to convict either one of them.
1: The whole thing was, um, there's no resolution and that's very unsatisfying to me.
0: Well, there, there is. There,
1: there is, but, but it's not it's not satisfying.
0: It, it's it's not the thing that I expected, especially in the little preamble before the actual episode started. Mm-hmm. Um, where they give you these bullet points of things that they're going to talk about in the special and, or in, in the documentary. And it was like, okay, there's going to be a big twist coming later on. And we're going to find out something that isn't obvious from the very beginning.
1: No. Not so much. Not at all.
0: So, you know.
1: It was frustrating. It was frustrating
0: um, in that they're sort of setting you up to expect something out of the ordinary. And and they don't deliver it. And it it. just isn't there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, while I hate to say I enjoyed uh, this particular documentary, especially since it involves the murder of a child or accidental death or however you want to look at it. Um, it it was fascinating to see how these things progress and become you know the thing of legend in other countries. Um, yeah and
1: not in a good way. And
0: not necessarily in a good way. So um, that is called A Life Too Short the Isabella Mardoni case and it is on Netflix. Anything else?
1: Um, so I have decided that I'm going to revisit the book To Kill a Mockingbird. I started it today ah. and when I finish it I had forgotten about so many little humorous little quirks that Harper Lee's writing um, contained in To Kill a Mockingbird. After I'm finished with it I'm going to go directly into the sequel um, which came out like five minutes before Harper Lee's death called go set a watchman. And I'm going to see what the hubbub is. Okay. So that's what I'm reading. All right.
0: Well thank you very much for joining us on this edition of comedy tragedy marriage. We appreciate, Oh, by the way, I did enjoy bottoms very much. It's about a couple of uh, queer girls in high school who are hoping to lose their virginity and through various uh, strange um, circumstances, they start a women's empowerment club, which is actually a fight club for women. And they're hoping the uh, pretty girls join them in the fight club in an effort to to try to get them to lose their virginity. It sounds a lot more crude than well, it's still pretty crude. But it's, it's also a lot of fun. It's very fun. I enjoyed it quite a bit. All right. So thank you for joining us for this episode of Comedy, Tragedy, Marriage. We appreciate it. Please go to Spotify and give us five stars or wherever you get your podcasts. Please uh, rate and review and subscribe so that uh, we can uh, get a little more attention, get a few more ears on us, and then also uh, share us with your friends on social media. So, uh, if you would do that, we would greatly appreciate it. And if you have a uh, suggestion for a movie for us to watch, all you got to do is send that to us. Tell us the name of the movie and why you think we should watch it. And send that to comedytragedymarriage at gmail dot
1: com. Spooky season's coming, I'm just
0: saying. And I already know at least one or possibly two of mine. Unless
1: somebody tells us to watch something else, in which case I'm just saying. That's right.
0: So, thank you very much. As always, we appreciate it. I'm Stan the Movie Man. That's Mod the Movie Broad. Love you. Love you. And until next time. Later. Later.